Welcome back to JNR Basketball. I'm John, joined by Ronnie, and this is the second episode of our second season. We are in the NBA offseason right now. The draft has just happened. Uh, we are recording this on June 29th. Tomorrow opens NBA free agency, and there's already been a plethora of news and events and transactions going on. And let's just start with that, Ronnie. Is there anything that jumped out to you immediately or anything that you want to talk about right away? I have a list of a couple of things, but let's let's what's your hot take? What's your first opinion? Uh, well, just a lot of a lot of Houston Rocket transactions I'm noticing. So I, I'm kind of we'll, we'll go over that when the time comes. But yeah, I just kind of wonder what they're doing with their team, you know, what, what their what their direction is right now. Yeah, today was the deadline for opting in and opting out for player and team options. So we have a couple of those that I want to cover, uh, as well as as the big news today was the trade was the Spurs traded uh, Murray to the Hawks for three first round picks. So the Hawks might have one of the best backcourts with Trey Young uh, and now DeJounte Murray might be the best backcourt in the NBA. They're both fairly young and super talented players. So interesting to see how that goes. They're kind of going all in. They're they're pretty much maxed out as far as salary cap goes. But yeah. what do you think of that trade? I haven't watched Murray a whole lot. I haven't watched a lot of the Spurs. I still have nightmares from the 2000 <laughs> Spurs destroying our sons. Yeah, but right. um, do you, have you seen him play a lot? Do you have any opinions on this? No, not too much, but uh, that's exactly what Trey Young needed. I mean, he didn't really seem like he had too much help out there. So, yeah, this hopefully this does it for him because they, they made the playoffs the last two years in a row, I believe. And was it? I don't know if it was about, I don't remember the third year, three years ago, but um, I know they were in the Western, I'm sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So, um, and then. Yeah, this they took year. a step back this year yeah. for sure with the, with the play-in game, and I think you're right. Trey Young just needs some help, mm-hmm. and uh, in this in this day and age in this NBA league, you need at least two All Stars to even put together any sort of uh, any sort of chance. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see to see how that looks. Yeah. That that happened today. That was a that was a surprising story. I don't think a lot of people expected that. You know, it was rumored that he was going to get traded, um, but. The Spurs are going to be bad next year, I think. I know Popovich is a good coach, but they got they got a bare cupboard now. Yeah, and well, Trey Young, he's such a good point guard too, you know. So let's see if he could, you know, drive to the hole and then pass it out to him, pass it out to Murray, and see what Murray can do with it. It would be interesting to see their dynamic and their chemistry and see how they work together next year. Yeah, and see how quickly they can start to work together as well. You know, it's it's always good to be trade this early in the season because then you have all of the preseason. Uh, you even have off-season bonding where these guys can, you know, play some pickup ball together. The mid-season trades are really, really tough to acclimate. So, and then we'll see how this one goes. Yeah, and then Atlanta they set themselves up then with all those draft picks too, right? Or did no, no, was it San they, Antonio they that... gave away draft picks. Oh, yeah, so they, San Antonio they gave up a they, lot. They set themselves up then, so we'll see how that goes for them in the future then. Because yeah, three first-round draft picks, yeah, that's huge. Three first-round draft picks, including um, the next year, 2023, is going to be Charlotte's pick. Charlotte is going to be good next year, so I don't know what that will look like. And it's actually a protected pick, which I don't really know what that looks like. And that's something I should look up at some point in time instead of just airing that I don't know something on a <laughs> on a basketball podcast. It is what it is. Yeah. But it's a protected pick. So if if they get in the top 16, what does that mean? Is it not they do not get the pick and it just disappears? Or I don't know. I'll have to look that I'm, up. I'm going to look it up. 
but you can go on uh, the next part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they get the 2023 first-round pick from Charlotte. They get the 2025 first-round pick from Atlanta, the 2027 first-round pick from Atlanta as well. So I think the process is, you know, you, you give up those picks, but if this makes you better and you're making the playoffs, those picks are going to be late first-round picks anyway, so you're not giving up a ton of value. It's not like you're giving up the a lottery pick. Uh, if it doesn't work out, well, then you might be giving up a lottery pick, but it'll be irrelevant because that GM will be fired if if that's the case. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those all-in sort of we're putting our chips on the table and this either works out or I'm out of a job from a GM <laughs> perspective. Yeah. So it, it's always nice to see him gamble with stuff like that. Okay, so here's an explanation for protective. I'm actually glad I looked this up because there was a lot I didn't know about this. It says if Team A trades a top five protected pick to Team B, then that means that Team B will only get the pick if the pick is outside the top five. So if Team A ends up at number six in the lottery, then Team B gets the pick. If the pick ends up being the overall number one, two, three, four, or five pick, then Team A keeps the pick. Wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty interesting. I didn't. I thought it would like default to a second round pick or something, but you could straight up get nothing. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. That's crazy. So that's definitely gambling a little bit because um, potentially that pick could be could be nothing if it's a. I think it's like I said, one through Mm sixteen protected. So yeah, like you said, Charlotte is probably going to be good next year. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with those picks then. Yeah. So that was the big news. That was the big trade news today. But as we mentioned, we did have some options: people opting in, people opting out, team options, player options. Uh, the one that wasn't a huge surprise to me was that James Harden declined his $47 million option, but he intends to re-sign with the Sixers. I think this just makes sense. James Harden is not going to get another – he had a rough year. Mm-hmm. If he has another rough year, he is not going to get big money when he becomes a free agent. So you decline it this year. You sow some goodwill towards the 76ers, and they're probably going to reward him with a multi-year – 30-ish, $35 million a year contract, uh, which he probably wouldn't get if he's if he struggled this next year. So I like the move from Harden's standpoint. This is probably his last big, big money contract. Mm-hmm. And it's probably he's probably not going to play up to the potential. He's probably not going to play to his contract. He's, he's going to be on a downward spiral for sure. But I think from a Harden standpoint, you have to make that move. From the Sixers standpoint, I think you also have to make that move. You have to re-sign Harden. You gave up a lot to get him, so you can't just make it be a half-season rental and just be like, "Well, we're going to cut our losses." Yeah. You have to. You have to get something. You have to try to get something from from him in return. So, yeah. interesting to see if that pays off for them. Yeah, like I said before, Harden just needs to step up and work out this year, and he needs to get back into shape, and he needs to prove that he's worth the the max contract that he once was, and. He's capable. What? How old is he? Like thirty, I think. He's got to be somewhere around there. But uh, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, he's he's just got to get himself together and work hard, and he could do it. He's he's an all star. He's been amazing for so many years already, and God, he just needs to get back to form. He just looks so big and lazy out there. <laughs> he's a ten time all star. He averaged twenty two points and ten assists during his season last year, split time between Brooklyn and Philadelphia. And honestly, that's better than I thought. I I, I thought his numbers were worse than that. You got to expect there's going to be a drop when he gets traded to Philadelphia and, and, and basically thrown into a brand new system. 
with a very different roster than than Brooklyn had. So I I think he can return. I don't know that he will. He's we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's rumored that they're going to also go after PJ Tucker, who is now a free agent. Okay, which I think is a is a good piece there because you'll have Joel, you'll have Harden, and you'll have PJ. That's a pretty decent core yeah pj tucker's, uh, PJ tucker's the, getting old you have a, okay. you're a big fanboy of pj tucker yeah, i am he's he's a defensive like all-star he's amazing at defense and i think the last two years he's well he won a championship last year with the bucks right and then this year he was Correct. on yep. the hawk i'm sorry not the hawks the heat the heat who yep. was basically one of the best defensive teams so he's basically proving himself he's not good offensively he's not going to give you any points but man does he work well on defense and he just he makes that team so the one of the best defensive teams in the leagues both both years on the Bucks and the Heat. So I guess from that perspective, if that's all you need him to do, great. And I think that might be the case, right? Harden's mm-hmm. averaging twenty two. I don't know what Joel's numbers are. I imagine he's averaging twenty plus a game. So you don't need him to score. Right. You need him to play defense. You need him to make good passes. Maybe you need five assists a game from him, which he's certainly capable of doing. Yep. So and he'll be out in the corners too if you need that last last effort pass to him and he can knock down a three. So this is similar to what Chris Paul did last year where he gave up his last year. He opted out of his contract and resigned with the Suns. It's just, it's so weird from, you know, where I'm sitting in a cheap $110 Amazon office chair <laughs> to be like, nah, I'm going to opt out of this $47 million contract. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's it's so weird to me. That's what I was thinking too. Like he he's fighting for all the money the year before, you know, trying to get the the highest contract he can, and then he declines this this forty seven million dollar deal. So I don't know. It's just it is kind of weird. He'll get a good deal. Yeah, he he's not going to lose. He's not going to lose any sleep. He's certainly not going to miss a meal. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully he does actually. Uh, yeah. He might need to. Might need to miss a couple. Maybe go to. The- I'll switch over from steaks and burgers over to you know salmon, something more lean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Philadelphia, they got those cheese steaks. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah, he's all over those <laughs> Philadelphia cheese steaks. I've never had a cheese steak like an official Philadelphia cheese steak. Well, uh, but my wife visited Philadelphia once and ordered. I think she said she ordered a Philly cheese steak and got yelled at because. <laughs> You know, it's just a cheesesteak there. It's not a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> oh, and she felt embarrassed and foolish. It's, you know, in, in China, they don't call it Chinese food. It's just food. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's the same with Philadelphia and cheesesteaks. That's messed up. No, there's a good place here in Arizona that I've had a good Philly cheesesteak. And yeah, it's pretty legit. I mean, it, they've said they were from Philadelphia. So I, I felt like it was. So you believed them? <laughs> yeah. You fell for their scam? Exactly. Even though, you know, Humberto <laughs> was in the back probably making it. <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned the Rockets earlier. The Rockets have officially negotiated a buyout of John Wall's contract. So John Wall, assuming he clears waivers, which he is absolutely going to clear waivers, he will become a free agent. And immediately, it's been rumored he's been rumored to going be going to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, so John Wall didn't play at all last year. I don't know if you knew that he wasn't injured. Yes. He he. Didn't like his role on the team. He he was probably the best player on the team, but they are developing younger players and wanted him to come off the bench, and he he wasn't cool with that. So was it his choice not to play, or was it the the coach's choice not to play him? I would imagine it was a little bit of both. So if if I had to speculate, and you know, it's it's hard to get somebody on the record to say that yeah. he did not want to come off the bench. 
he's also injured very often. So then you're stuck with the choice of, well, do I play him and off the bench, even though he doesn't want to, and potentially get hurt or potentially not play very well because he's pissed, and all of a sudden the trade value just drops? Yeah. Or do I keep him on the bench and hope that some someone else across the league gets hurt and they come call on? But mm-hmm. with his contract, he was due $40, $46 million this year. Yeah. No one's going to trade for that contract. Right. Not from uh, not for for the the last couple of years he's had. I think it said he's played forty games in four years or something <laughs> that like that. Sucks. I mean, it's it's absolutely terrible. Yeah, I want to pay him. And then there there was so many other moves that I was looking at too. So it says Houston Rockets within the Rockets or yeah, okay, yeah. So Houston Rockets received guard Sterling Brown from Dallas Mavericks. Um, Houston Rockets received forward Marquise Chris from Dallas. Um, and then they also got Boban from Dallas. They also got Trey Burke. And I think there was one more. Maybe that's it. Oh, no, it was a John Wall thing that was up on my thing. But, yeah, they got four guys from Dallas. And I like Boban being on that team. So Boban kind of reminds me of, um, oh, my God, I can't think of his name right now. Who's the tall Chinese guy that used to be on the Rockets? What was his name? Yao Ming. Yeah, Yao Ming. So he kind of reminds me I'm of sorry. Ming. I'm sorry. Because Boban, who has been a perennial bench player, <laughs> reminds you of one of the most dominant and best centers of the early 2000s? No. Okay, I'll explain. So because Boban is the tallest player in the league right now, and that's kind of what they did is with he? I thought Taco. I thought Taco was a little bit taller. Oh, is he? Maybe. Semantics. He He's right. a tall guy. No, no, you're fine. But So I just kind of think that Houston Rockets are going in that direction. Like They just want the tallest guy in the league, and they want him as a center, and I like Boban. You know, I think he's going to do pretty good for that team. I actually hope they start him this year. But it's interesting to see these these few pieces. And what is Dallas doing? You know, they just want to get rid of their whole bench. You know, and just like they don't care about their bench at all. You know, they're like they Dallas doesn't have depth at all too, and they just got Dallas rid is of in everything. Trouble. So <laughs> Jalen Brunson is a free agent, and I don't think they are going to be able to resign him. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that. Not from what I was watching. So you have yeah. So you have Luca. But yeah, I, I, most of those names I did not recognize. Mm-hmm. Boban I recognized, and uh, Chris I recognized as well. Yeah, because he was a Suns player. But oh, was he? Yeah, he was a jerk. Okay, I don't care for him. Oh, <laughs> oh, is he the dude? Is he the dude that got into it with? Um... Yes, like with the last okay. minute of the game when that fight. Went yeah, on in that the was playoffs. the turning point for the Suns, though. Yeah, All right, that was the last game they won in that series. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, um, I, I don't think Boban will average more than ten minutes a game, if that. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what. The, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're just trying to get rid of some contracts so they can go after somebody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting trade. I like Boban. Boban's a fan favorite. So, mm-hmm. and then I guess it's not a far move, Dallas to to Houston. Yeah, and then the Mavericks they actually received Christian Wood. I don't know who that is, but that was the only player that they you know traded for. It's it's weird. I don't guess I don't understand this. Like, so what's going on? Are you? I thought you weren't allowed to trade right now, but I guess you are. I thought that you had to discontinue trades. I thought you weren't able to do that, but they look it seems like they are. Maybe July first is the. Well, I think you can agree to trades in principle, but they can't actually become official until July first. Oh, okay. Because it says July first on the calendar. The um, what is it called? The mor- moratorium. Is that how you say it? I still have moratorium. Moratorium. Yeah. I still have trouble saying that. Moratorium period begins July 1st, so that's when you can't trade up until that ends. Well, though, yeah, there's a difference between free agency and trades, obviously, because they're still under contract. Yeah. 
but the the moratorium is for free agents i thought but maybe maybe you're right i don't know it's just kind of no it's confusing to me so yeah i'm kind of like asking and just kind of showing what i telling what i see on the calendar yeah i didn't think trades were allowed right now but it says july 1st that's, that period begins so maybe that's when yeah when there's a clearly break in the they trade. are because there's there's a ton of trades going on yep. right now but yeah and, and it's just teams and it could be and maybe yeah maybe maybe you're allowed to trade uh leading up to this moratorium period so that you can get your finances straight so you can then go after a free agent yeah and then july 6th it says the moratorium period ends at 11 a.m central time so yep. maybe it's just a week where you can can't officially trade. sign yeah yeah officially signed free agents as well during that time so during the moratorium period you could come to terms but then they can't officially sign until uh you say july 6th yep yeah and teams will be negotiating with free agents and all that and blah 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 yep and then summer league starts i think almost the next day yeah uh there's a couple different places so july 7th through the 17th is the summer league yep there we go so john wall no longer a houston rocket like I said, he's been linked to the Clippers where he'll sign a so so part of the buyout. So he was he was due forty seven point four million dollars. They bought him out for less than that. They they saved six and a half million dollars off of that. So they bought him out for forty one million dollars. But they say that if he goes and signs the what is it, the veterans minimum, which is about six and a half million, he'll get that back immediately. So mm-hmm. It really doesn't cost him any money out of his pocket at the end of the day yeah. to go to a different team. The Rockets pay him $40 million to not play on their team, which is crazy, but that is that is what you do sometimes. You got to gotta get rid of that, get that cap space back. So, Did you research and see what teams are interested in John Wall? Like Just the Clippers is the only one that jumped out to me when I looked at it. It seems like there's mutual interest there. Yeah. Speaking of that, the Clippers re-signed Ivaka Zubac. <laughs> Ah, Ivaka. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's a. Uh, I don't. I recognize his face, but yeah, I don't remember playing. All right, let's stay out in the West. Uh, Russell Westbrook has exercised his player option with the Lakers. He will return to the Lakers, playing the final season of his five-year contract where he originally signed this contract back when he was with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And what a road trip he's been on since he signed this contract. Absolutely crazy. He played, uh, where did he go? He went to Houston. He went to Washington, and then he moved out to L.A. So he's been literally coast to coast uh, since then. And he is going to make $47 million in his final year returning to the Lakers. Um, (laughs) I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know what I expected. I kind of expected him to opt out and try to get another big contract, but it seems, he's, seems like he's NBA, sticking with him. Yeah, it seems like NBA players just well. When it comes to like the Laker names, you know those big name teams, they they don't want to opt out of those teams. They want to still play for those teams. That's like as big as you can get. You know, you can What are you gonna do? Like go to Lakers and then like end up on the Suns or something? You know. <laughs> I don't want them. But yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. You know, L.A. is a big market. The Lakers and the Knicks, right? Those mm-hmm. are those are the the creme brulee of uh, the Celtics are probably in that next tier down. Yeah, as far as as far as media towns, yep. New York and L.A. But then as far as historic franchises, yeah, the Celtics are certainly going to be in that conversation. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. I I saw some funny memes, you know, where it said he. He wanted to, you know, when the, the announcement happened that he was going to play for the the next year, um, there's a little 
me myself lebron james looking at his phone and it he's kind of like just looking at it like oh god i gotta deal with this guy for the next year <laughs> they gotta make it work though because those three guys anthony davis lebron and, and westbrook are getting paid so much money that you expect and you expected it this year at least a playoff appearance mm-hmm. but yeah they absolutely will make the playoffs this year i guarantee it like i guarantee it i know they're gonna make it they're just too good of a team and now there's talk of like i don't know if you heard it but durant's possibly looking to go to the lakers too as well but that would be more of a trade where (laughs) it'll be maybe durant i don't think there's any go ahead westbrook durant for westbrook that's the only trade option there you got to match contracts no it'll be um anthony davis for kd oh we're looking at there's some rumors about that if I'm the Nets, I don't want that. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That'd be crazy. You know what, though? This is the NBA offseason. Who knows what's going to happen? That's right. kind of the excitement of it is that you, you see some expected things like, okay, yeah, Jalen Brunson, he's probably not going to resign with Dallas. That's that's somewhat expected. And then you see just some crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the map right now. It's just all up in the air. It's all speculation. I keep seeing these ridiculous trades for – DeAndre Ayton from the Phoenix perspective, DeAndre Ayton traded to the Nets for Kevin Durant. And it's like, no, that's not going to happen. DeAndre Ayton traded to the to Heat for Jimmy Butler. Like, okay, that's certainly not going to happen. <laughs> right. It's just absolutely insane what people are coming up with these scenarios. And you have all of these fake – and that's, that's the problem with Twitter as well is you have all these fake – wannabe insiders that are like oh i heard from my buddy's uncle that <laughs> kevin durant was in phoenix and yeah. it's like who cares a lot it of doesn't mean anything like bait you know like you see durant's name you're yeah. automatically going to check it out so it is tough to decipher what's true and what's not nowadays and other news related to uh team options here Kyrie has opted in to his team option so he will play with the nets Next year, $36.5 million. I was kind of a surprise for me. Yeah. I, he's, he's so unpredictable, but he opted in. Um, so they're going to, they're going to give it another go. Kyrie, Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant, uh, as of today is what that roster looks like. And who knows? <laughs> it is a surprise. I didn't think it was going to opt in. I mean, I didn't think he wanted to play for them anymore. So yeah, very interesting. We're going to have to see how that changes things with. KD, you know, like is is he gonna want to stay there now again, and is he gonna sign another year with them? But give it another try. Are they gonna try to obtain another player since they got rid of Harden still? And they, well, I mean, they have what's his name that well, hasn't they, played. They traded, yeah, Ben Simmons, yeah. who who is who had surgery May fifth, early May, right after their season ended. He had surgery, mm-hmm. uh, so you you don't know. I don't know what the recovery time for that is. How how effective he'll be when he comes back, but. Assuming those three guys are healthy, I would put them up against anybody. Yeah. And there was talks about Kyrie Irving going to the Lakers too, so that's not going to happen now. So yeah, interesting how it's all working out already. It is. It is very interesting. That's, uh, let me see, I think that's the rest of the news that I had. Big big transactions that happened. Uh, the Nuggets acquired Codwell Pope in a trade with the Wizards. Not Not a big name there. Um, I'm trying to see what he averaged. They gave up just some players that got changed, changed hands. Nothing. Well, I had something super too. So big there. Oh, I guess Caldwell Pope averaged 13 points a game. So that's you know that's that's decent production. So the Philadelphia 76ers they received guard DeAnthony Melton. I thought he was decent. So Melton, will, we'll see how he 
handles himself on the 76ers now. And then the Memphis Grizzlies received Danny Green from Philadelphia. And Oh, I did see yeah, that. Danny yeah, a Danny Green. Player, so. he, he got hurt at the was the very last game, well, his last game of the season where he had to be carried off the court. I don't know the extent of that injury. I forgot about Obviously that. they were they That's were right. comfortable with it. Yeah. Um but that that'll be interesting to see how he recovers. But yeah, Danny Green is a solid player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, he's on the Memphis Grizzlies and so that should maybe help out some of their injuries that they're having in that towards the end of the playoffs, you know. So having Danny Green on that team. It'd be interesting to see how he plays with uh John Morant and those guys. Yeah, I agree. And there's gonna be a lot more wildness happening over the course of the next week. Uh, so we'll we'll stay tuned. We'll we'll try to update as much as we can. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you're not already, and we'll, we'll try to post those updates as they come across. And we would love to hear your feedback on that. So check out the podcast description. There you'll see the JNR fan line. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know who you think your team should be targeting this off season, and uh, we'll we'll happily discuss it on the podcast. Absolutely. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the NBA draft. I know you were glued to your TV and <laughs> saw every single pick. Um, yeah, I didn't. I hate the draft. <laughs> I watched a little bit of it, um, but I, I didn't watch a whole lot of it. There was some discussion over who was going to be the first. It was kind of assumed that this guy named Jabari, Jabari Smith from Auburn would be the first. He ends up going third, and the magic take Paolo Banchero from Duke, who by all accounts, is a solid player. You never know what you're going to get. But I had a question for you about – a couple of questions about you uh, for you related to the draft. The first one is, do you want to know who's going to get drafted or would you rather listen – so, for example, you know the, the TV announcers and everyone is w- watching the players and they see that Paulo gets the call. So they know he's the first-round pick at that point before the commissioner comes out to the stage. And then they're, you know, they're posting it on Twitter. Is that the way you want to learn or do you want to learn it – coming from the commissioner's mouth. What's your preference? Yeah. Do you have to know immediately or do you like the the pop and circumstance of the commissioner coming out on stage? If I cared, I would absolutely want it to come out of the commissioner's mouth. Like I wouldn't want to hear it from Twitter. I, I think that's a dumb way of doing it. Like why? I don't know. That's Then again, like I understand like being a fan of your team. Like if my team was the first round, you know, like they were with DeAndre H and Aiton that one year and you kind of are anxiously awaiting to see who they pick first, which we all knew it was going to be Aiton, but in this case, it was up in the air. So if you have the information on Twitter and you could get it before everybody else, I mean, that's fine. But me personally, I'd still, there's just something to it where when I see it coming from the commissioner, it's just more official. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's just better. I, I fully agree with you. A couple of years ago, I was listening to the local sports radio here and they were doing their draft coverage. And before the, the, the commissioner was coming to the stage, they were announcing who was going to, who, whose name he was going to call. And I was like, dude, I don't want to listen to you say it. I right. want to listen to the commissioner say it. That, the, the, why am I even listening? If, if I, uh, yeah. it, it really frustrated me. So I, I agree with you 100%. I, I like him coming out to the stage and reading the name and hearing the crowd reaction, whether it be cheers or boos. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of it. You know, the NFL draft does a really good job with it. Yes. Uh, the NBA draft also does a pretty good job with it. I, I, I watched bits and pieces of the draft. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the boat I'm in. The other question I had for you was if you're drafting in the first round and let's let's say you're number 20. So, you know, you're out of the top top picks. You're towards the bottom of the first round. Would you rather take a player 
that you know is going to contribute. He's going to be part of your eight-man rotation, you know, maybe six, maybe seven. He's going to be an everyday player, not a starter, not a superstar. Would you rather pick a player like that? Or would you rather pick a player that could be a superstar or could be a huge bust? Are you going for the yeah. sure thing, <laughs> I mean, knowing that, hey, this is what I'm going to get? Or are you going to take the gamble and, and try to get someone that could potentially be be a bust or or a hero? So it depends on how my team is. Um, I might want to try with the draft. I might go with the draft pick depending on how much value he has because you might be able to use that draft pick for trade bait too. You know, if he... If you could see enough value in him where you can maybe trade him for some some other team, some other team that has that guaranteed good player, I might want to go with that. But most of the time, I just want to go with the the guaranteed, you know, good player. So you want to take the guarantee? Yeah. Does that change as your draft order changes? You know, I said number 20. Um, so you you can look and see what the history of, of players drafted around there looks like. Mm-hmm. Does it change if you go up and you go up into the top 10? Are you then looking for a player? You're more willing. Are you more willing or less willing to take a gamble on someone that could potentially be a superstar versus someone that's NBA ready and is is going to be you know a spot starter, um, but never never be an all star? Well, yeah, it definitely changes because there that's part of the value. If you're going to be picked more further in a draft, then your value drops too. They always go to like while well, take Aiton for example, when he was drafted first, they're always talking about how he every time. They're talking about his contract. Like he deserves a max contract because he was the first round draft pick. But that's all it is. He was just picked first. It it could have been anybody else could have been first, and then they would have had that under their belt. But they keep using that as leverage to for his contract. So it does make a a bigger deal. You know, um, your value of your player is a lot higher when you're drafted higher. So yeah. okay. I was just curious because that that was one of the the comments during this draft is that you know the first and third were the ones that people were talking about you know uh, Jabari Smith has a higher ceiling than Paolo again according to these NBA or college basketball experts who you know if they (laughs) had a nickel for every pick they've gotten wrong Mm -hmm. uh, but Paolo is more NBA ready whatever that might mean so it seems like on day one Paolo is going to be the better player but year four year five then maybe Jabari Smith passes him uh, or you know he could be he could be a complete bust. So it's always interesting to see what teams think and and how that works. Yeah. Um. It, do you take the gamble on someone that has a high ceiling? And when we've done our NBA redrafts, we see that happen sometimes. You know, especially with big guys. You know, hey, he's seven foot tall. He doesn't necessarily have the ball skills, but maybe those will develop. And oh, he's never played <laughs> a game yeah. in the NBA. So you, you swing and miss sometimes. So normally, so Magic, you know, they had their first round draft pick, and they historically have gone with like the bigger guys like Shaq and stuff so did that happen during this draft how's Paolo that compared did not to the happen. other guy no so the the second player was the sort of the big uh his name is Chet Holmgren uh from Gonzaga Gonzaga Holmgren Chet Holm, I'm saying that wrong Chet Holmgren he is a seven footer he's seven feet tall 195 pounds uh he looks he looks super skinny um uh, I'm about a foot shorter than him about <laughs> 20 pounds, all, you know, bacon, <laughs> uh, heavier than him. <laughs> I'm bigger than him for sure. He's taller than me. So he, he looks, he looks skinny. He looks like a, a giant breeze. You know, it reminds me of, do you remember, um, Joachim Noah coming out of Florida, yeah. playing in the NBA? He was with the Bulls for a oh, while. Oh, wait, I'm thinking, I remember, I might be thinking of a different player. Who? Joachim Noah? Jo- 
Joakim Noah. Yeah. Yeah. He played for a lot of different teams, including the Bulls. Um, I remember his rookie year where Shaq was backing him down and it was just like, dude, this isn't going to end well for you. And it did not. Yep. Um, I, I get the same when I see him, I was just like, as soon as he goes against somebody that's, you know, strong, he's just going to get pushed around. But apparently he has good ball handling skills. Um, Kendrick Perkins got a lot of crap on Twitter for comparing him to Giannis. And yep. when I saw, you know, him walking down the red carpet, I was like, this guy's not Giannis. This guy's a st- skin and bones um well i looked up Giannis his rookie year and he has he was almost exactly the same seven feet tall 195 pounds since then Giannis has put on about 50 pounds of muscle so that becomes the question is is this guy capable of putting on 50 pounds i don't think he's going to be in fact effective in the nba at 195 pounds but uh, I did not think Giannis was that small. And when I look back at those pictures of Giannis, I was like, oh, man, he is really bulked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, you- I, I'm looking at this guy, Shet, right now, and his his face is narrow, too. Like, I, I haven't even seen a picture of his whole body. But, yeah, he looks super skinny. I'm a really skinny guy, too. By the way, you described yourself as, like, you're probably this, like, short, huge, fat guy, you know, because you're <laughs> saying, saying there's only 20 pounds difference, you know, and a foot yeah. shorter, so... Who knows? No one knows what you look like. Yeah, no, John, that's true. For no. everyone that that wants to know, Jonathan is a regular <laughs> looking guy. You know, but <laughs> that is the best way to describe me—a regular looking generic guy. Yeah, he's. Uh, I I perfectly agree. Six feet tall, well, like two ten. Yeah. Um, it's. It, yeah. I'm a very generic looking person, and I and love this, that this about guy's me. Seven foot one ninety five. You weigh more than him, and you're almost a foot shorter. So that just shows how right. skinny this guy really is. Yeah, I agree. I, I hope he can bulk up. I hope he can be have an impact in the league because it's always fun to see those guys. He's a little cocky. He's a little cocky talking about how he's a winner and he's going to come out. And it's like, okay, dude, how about how about you uh, play a game in the NBA first before yeah. before you start doing that? And I I, I don't know. I, I hate when rookies come out with that. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you oh. like the cockiness, the the, the confidence? Uh, that's, see, that's the thing. Is it confidence or is it cockiness? Right. It could be taken two ways. But yeah, that's something I do not like. You're a rookie. You you can't come out there with cockiness because you still have so much to prove. You haven't played a game like you said in the NBA, so yeah, just shut your mouth and just be thankful for being picked. You know, be humble. Humble. I like that. Humble and appreciative, and and just say things like, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna work with this team, and whatever role they want me in, I'll I'll, I'll do that." And mm-hmm. if you're Chet, you gotta you gotta pick up some pick up some weight there. So yeah. Uh, one of the one of the picks I really liked, and I only watched the first five or six picks, was Jaden Ivey. He's going to the Detroit Pistons. He seemed he was extremely emotional about being picked. You could just tell how how thankful he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a huge basketball background. His mom played in the WNBA. And she's the current head coach of the Notre Dame uh, women's basketball team there. So he's been cool. around basketball his whole life. Uh, he he broke down and, and was very emotional yeah. during the, the interview. Just just so happy to be there. And I, I thought that was really cool. Yep, I did see uh, that highlight. The, that was good to see. Yeah, it was, it was really cool to watch. I, I, I got a root for guys like that. Yep. Uh, and then the number six player going to uh, the Pacers – uh, Benedict, oh man, Matherin, mm-hmm. I'm say his name wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd have to double check my notes, but he did not want to be a professional basketball player when he was younger. He wanted to play hockey. His brother wanted to be a basketball player. His brother was hit and killed, uh, by a car oh. when he was 15. 
and he kind of wanted to live his brother's dream sort of as a you know he this is what my brother wanted to do he didn't have a chance to do that i'm gonna i'm gonna step into that and i'm gonna try to accomplish oh, his dream so i didn't hear about that story. Kudos, that's very amazing yeah it is and and now he is he's he's gonna be in the nba he's gonna be a professional basketball player he was taken in the sixth pick overall so uh the 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 where I mean, just to pick up a sport that you don't even really like, and then become a professional athlete. I mean, yeah. I say he didn't really like, but his, his hockey was his preferred sport. He he grew up in Canada, uh, but that I think that was a really really cool tribute to his brother, sure, um, and and to his family to to put, you know, his brother's dreams in in front of him and and try to accomplish that as as a way to honor his brother's life. And I thought that was really cool. So I'm looking at a picture. Got to root for too. those that's, guys yeah, too. That's interesting. So he's African American. So it is kind of interesting that he wanted to play hockey, and that but he's six six two oh five. So yeah, good for him, you know, you know, switching over and he had all the motivation in the world because of his brother to, you know, play in the NBA. So that's amazing. A six pick. He made the six pick after working all yeah. that. So after working hard for it, you know, so good for him. He is from Canada. He, so that explains he, the well, that. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and he went to school in Arizona, which I also think is funny. It's like, hey, I live in a cold place to play hockey. Let me go to the hottest place in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. and uh, play play basketball. So that was a change. Uh, that's that was quite a scenery change. And now he's going to Indiana, somewhere in the middle between Canada and Arizona. So well, uh, I'm going to root for certainly him. rooting for him. Yeah, him and Jaden Ivy both. I'll, I'll be rooting for those guys because why not? Yeah. Uh, it's it's always that's that's the reason why I why I know you mentioned last time you don't like those sort of background stories, but you just get some perspective on these guys' life, and um, you know it gives you some some fans some some players to root for, mm-hmm. not necessarily teams, but some players to root for, and and kind of keep eye on their career and see where they go. And I I like that aspect of the draft. Yeah. But to me, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I just don't like when some TV channels will use it to, for leverage, you know, and they're trying to get ratings or they go into all those those drama shows that they show on these players and they just go into it and it's just like a, a money grab and I don't like that part about it. But yeah, if it's just yeah. like a little tidbit here and there, like in the draft during the draft, you know, when you got two minutes to kill. But yeah, that that's a, a nice little piece of information. I actually appreciated that for once. Um, one thing... The, um, go ahead. The Olymp- oh, sorry. Go, no, you go ahead because okay. mine's completely off topic. <laughs> okay. Well, one thing I, I was happy about is Detroit got two picks in the first round too. So they... If you go down to the Hornets 13th, pick Jalen Duran and then they traded that to Detroit they traded they traded Jalen to Detroit so now Detroit has last year their first round draft pick and now these guys to add to him so they're building something pretty special over there so watch out for Detroit yeah that's that's a good point they have two first round picks they they drafted a, a solid player last year um and that's that's the beauty of the NBA draft right you get a couple of picks right and all of a sudden you're you're in the playoffs competing for a title mm-hmm. um and we're going to talk a little bit more about that coming up so i don't want to spoil it too much but what i was going to say is what's really the olympics are terrible at doing what you just described of doing these ridiculous backstories yeah. um that take up more time than the the 90 second run that this <laughs> exactly. snowboarder is going to do down the course they're going to talk about how they grew up in colorado mm-hmm. and it's just like what are you doing so you- the olympic coverage <laughs> is terrible and part of it there's a lot of reasons it's terrible but part of it is some of those stories that they just hey here's a interesting tidbit that we're going to turn into a 10 minute segment yeah you, you they go through that whole spiel about you know someone passing away in their family you know and then they they show them going down the slope or whatever at 100 miles per hour and they break their leg and they, they don't win anything. And they're just like, man, that guy has a rough <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, the Olympics. Yep. Olympics are going to be in L.A. And uh, 
I'm tempted to see if there's an event that I could go to that might be fun. I don't even care of the event. Wait, when is this? Um, I think 2028 they're going to be in LA. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. I think I heard about that, but I didn't even really care. To, is that summer? That has to be Summer Olympics then, right? Yeah, that's the Summer Olympics. <laughs> not, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're like saying no, LA, but maybe no. it's in Northern California instead. <laughs> No, the 2028 Olympics are going to be in LA starting July 21st to August 6th. Cool. So it'd be kind of cool to go to an Olympic event just to say, hey, I've been to an Olympic event. Um, I don't know what the cost for those sorts of things are going to be. Probably more than my cheap bud is willing to pay. But Tell you what. Uh, it would be kind of cool. I'll win a gold medal for you in the 2028 Olympics. What event, Ronnie? What event are you winning a gold medal in? I think, uh, well, I'll be like 47 i think 48 so i'll probably <laughs> i think i'll go for archery that's probably my best bet okay yeah you have a huge archery background yeah and i'm pretty good you know i, I beat you in pool and i'm i'm good at aiming you know for the yeah, golf and stuff good so. at aiming yep, that's all it is yep. you got this <laughs> yeah all right i'm gonna buy a bow and arrow and i'll get started you heard it first here guys all right i think that's gonna do it for us tonight thanks for listening follow us on twitter and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys.